Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Mitch Axelrod. He's the author of The New Game of Selling, Attract, Convert, and Keep More Customers and Multiply Profits. That's what we like. We want to multiply profits. Great to have you with us. Good to be with you, Taryn. So right off the bat, the title is The New Game of Selling. Mm -hmm. What's the new game, Mitch, versus the old game? Well, I can tell you a quick story. Uh, I started business 38 years ago. I was in the Garment Center of Manhattan, outside the doors right here, and I was making cold calls up and down. 5,000 cold calls I made. I didn't make a single sale. Wow. I was selling something nobody wanted to buy, facsimile machines. Ah. But here's the funny thing. You couldn't sell one. Who are you going to fax to? So I had made 5,000 cold calls, didn't make a sale, and I said, I got to get out. And if I ever find the right way to sell, I'm going to change the game because cold calling is about as old game as it gets. And, and so, who makes phone calls? <laughs> nobody. And, and I, after 5,000 of them, I swore I was never going to make another cold call as long as I lived. So I spent the next 10 years changing the way I sold. And I realized all the old game strategies were about manipulation and convincing. It was never my style. So I started to change the game, essentially, and then, then eventually I wrote the book. I came up with the training, and I realized I was onto something. Okay. Uh, and I, so I decided that the new game of selling is time has come. People are tired of your pen or mine. Uh, and so we've trained about a million people now over the past 25 years on new game strategies and created about $3 billion of revenue for our clients over the years. Wow. No kidding. Mm -hmm. So before we get into that new game, kind of give us some nuggets of this new game you, you talk about in the book. Tell us about your background and what you sell and, mm -hmm. and where you've used these techniques. And tell us about some of the revenue okay. you've, you've driven for big companies. So I started teaching this in 1988. Uh, I used it first for my company, and we grew our sales three years in a row. We doubled our sales. And then I started teaching it to insurance companies and banks and all kinds of other companies. What was your company? What kind of? Uh, I had a financial planning firm. Okay. Uh, after I made those 5,000 cold calls, I decided I was going to get into business for myself. And so I am what I call psychologically unemployable. I can't work for anyone else. Right. I've only worked for myself. I've never had a job since the day I walked out of college. So I knew that uh, if I were going to be successful, all the people around me that were successful were selling something an idea, a product, a service, an issue, a cause, something mm -hmm. that they really resonated with. And I thought, if I get good at selling, I will always be employed, I can always make a living, and I, once I learn how to do it, I can teach other people how to do it. And so I started using it in my own company, doubled my sales three years in a row. Then we started teaching banks, insurance companies. Uh, one company, a mortgage company, for example, we taught them how to change the closing the sale to gaining commitment. Big distinction from the old game to the new game. Okay. What's the difference? Well, the old game was all about closing the sales. So essentially, you did everything you possibly could to get the customer to buy. It didn't mm -hmm. matter if it was right for them. It didn't matter if they were qualified. Your game was to make the sale, get the money out of their pocket, put the product in their hands. Mm -hmm. That was never comfortable for me. My philosophy was, it's got to be the highest and best for both parties. If the customer isn't right, then it's best to break and move on. Right. Uh, this uh, mortgage company was closing about 8% of their sales. And I said, what if we reframe the game? What if we shift from closing the sale mm -hmm. to gaining a commitment? And they had a three-minute pitch, and then they'd say, your pen or mine, Are you, would you like to buy? Mm -hmm. So we shifted the entire uh, presentation, expanded it to five minutes, four minutes of questions, 
and then one minute of helping them to decide where are you in the buying cycle. Are you ready or are you just getting ready? Okay. Their sales exploded. They went from 47 million to 80 million in 90 days. Their wow. conversion ratio went from 8% to 15%, uh, and then they retained us for the next few years. And so those are the kinds of results we've gotten. And wow. the beauty about the new game of selling is the first five words in the book, they're not mine. They're by Leonardo da Vinci. Mm -hmm. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Uh, my greatest gift is taking complicated, complex, uh, very difficult things and boiling them down to the simplistic, the easiest way to go. If you can do it in one word, it's the best. So simplifying the game, making it easy for somebody to integrate it, use it, and then get results with it, I think that's been the greatest asset that uh, the new game of selling has brought to people. And is this a universal tactic? Can this be applied to any kind of sales match? Yeah. We've trained hundreds of companies, uh, different industries, everything from hard products to soft products. Uh, really, if you're selling yourself, when you really break it down, in the end, you're always selling yourself. Uh, your products may come and go. Your, your services may change. Mm -hmm. Your issues and your causes may shift. But ultimately, people are buying you. From the very first moment they meet you, from the time you look at them, from the time you shake their hand, they're sizing you up. They're assessing you. Can I trust this person? Do I like this person? Is this person real, true, and authentic? And that's what I found was the old game was inauthentic. It was mm. all about me trying to get you to buy something whether you wanted to or not. So the new game is, is very authentic. It's very real. It's like a custom coat. Once you put it on, you never want to take it off. Okay, good analogy. So it sounds like, based on that example you, you gave, it sounds like it was a pitch, and you made it less of a pitch and more of a conversation where you asked questions, and then based on those answers, kind of went in for the sale or the commitment, right? Is that right. the biggest takeaway, That's you probably say? one of the biggest distinctions of the old game. In fact, um, uh, 12 years ago, I wrote a book called The New Game of Business. Yes. Uh, and The New Game of Business, the, the key of The New Game of Business could be summed up in one sentence. It's not just business. It's personal which was the opposite of that old godfather line, you know, that the, the apprentice started with the helicopter. And, mm -hmm. Hey, it's nothing personal. It's just business. Right. We, can, we can take advantage of you. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I found that business was personal, and it was very personal to the buyer. Mm. And so when I wrote The New Game of Business, I talked about five key distinctions, five Cs, if you will. The first is conscious. All right? Now, we all hear about conscious business today, but there are companies who consciously pour chemicals into a river stream. So it's not enough to be conscious. You also have to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. So that's the second C. The third is collaborative. The old game of selling was really confrontational. It was competitive. It was almost like you were on one side of the table, I was on the other side of the table, and we were battling to see who would win for turf. Right. Uh, the fourth C is creative. Uh, the old game was very linear. It was very scripted. It was pitch, and you want to buy, and trial closes. This game is circular. It's not linear. And so it's more of a collaborative, creative process between the buyer and the seller. And then the fifth thing, which you said earlier, it's about conversation. Right. Whereas the old game was about presentation, the new game is all about conversation. So the better you get at comfortable conversation, the more confident you are in your communication, the better you're going to play the new game. And you also say within this new game, you say, Mitch, one sentence can transform an entire organization. How can one sentence change a company? Can you give us any real life examples? Well, I'm going to actually give you the sentence, okay? okay. But let me, let me explain why. Uh, we've become very systemic as a culture. And what I mean by that is systems, uh, for example, when you call somebody for help and they say, that's our policy, you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach like you just want to rip their heart out, you know? Mm -hmm. 
The truth is companies have sort of siloed themselves behind their policies, their rules, and their procedures. But unless your policies, your rules, and your procedures actually serve the customer or love the customer, you're actually putting an impediment up in the way of the customer. So what I say is, here's your sentence. When given the choice to follow your rules or obey your policies and procedures or love and serve the customer, love and serve the customer. 100% of the time. Because the customer doesn't care about your policies or procedures. No. You don't. I right. don't. I want to be loved and served. And that's really the mantra of the new game. I've always felt that if I love and serve people, they reward me with their money. And that's been true since I was 15 years old when I was serving food over a counter, earning tips, a quarter here, 10 cents here. Right. Those dimes and quarters put me through college. And that's where I developed that phrase, if I love and serve people, they actually reward me with their money. And that's kind of the ethos of the new game. Uh, one of your favorite quotes, Mitch, is integrate or disintegrate. Why? Why is it one of your favorite quotes and what does it mean? Well, when I started consulting 30 years ago, what I realized is that companies had marketing departments, sales departments, and service departments. And it was almost like they were siloed individually. Uh, and sometimes the one didn't talk to the other. And in many cases, they were competing for resources and money and budget. Uh, and one of the greatest compliments I ever got, I asked a customer, one of the most important questions in the new game of selling is, why did you buy from me? Or why did you hire us? Mm -hmm. I asked a corporate executive, I said, you have consultants coming in and out of here all day long. Why did you hire me? Yeah. He said, you were the only one who said that marketing, sales, and service is one holistic process and that we ought to be talking to each other and that we actually ought to be working together in a circular fashion to serve, deliver, and then serve some more. And I said, this is unusual? And he said, yes, it's, it's very unusual. In, in corporate, they're siloed, they're in individual departments. I said, break down the walls, let's get everybody together, and let's talk about how do we attract, convert, and keep customers for life mm -hmm. so that you can spend less money on marketing, get more sales, and actually have your customer service people turn them into bird dogs for more business. Uh, and companies love that because now they can realize that uh, we can put resources that we're putting into attracting customers on the back end to serving customers because people want to be loved and served. Mm -hmm. And the more that you love and serve them, the more they're going to buy from you. So do you find today still this, this separation of those three facets of company that it's more you're in the minority if you are connected? Well, I, I wouldn't want to make a general broad statement, okay. but there are so many companies that are still siloed and there are walls between those departments or among those departments. Mm -hmm. So for me, I say, well, integrate or disintegrate because eventually, if one department is not working, there's going to be a breakdown somewhere along the way. Uh, either marketing is going to send a great lead to sales and they're not going to convert mm -hmm. the sales and they're going to blame marketing, or sales is going to turn to marketing and say, you're not giving me good leads, you know, like that old movie, uh, uh, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I want the good leads, right. you know, it's not the leads, it's, it's you are not skilled at, at conversion. So the better they work together, uh -huh. the more seamless and holistic uh, the more they're going to get on the back end. And that's where the real profit is, is keeping a customer for the long term. So we actually show companies how to turn customer service into a new business profit center. That's one of the biggest opportunities in business today. So how do you do that? Is there a process, a step-by-step -step process that the reader's going to get? Yes. Actually, if you read the book, there's five questions of service that we ask. Uh, and those five questions of service actually are designed sequentially so that when you get to the fifth question, which I'll give you, okay. it's how can I serve you better now and in the future? You can actually make another sale right there. See, we have a perception. I grew up in the insurance and financial industry, 
And we were taught you never ask for another sale. Once you make the sale, you get the check and you leave as fast as you can because okay. you don't want them to change your mind. Again, old game thinking. Right. New game so you thinking. You don't want to get greedy. Right, but th that's selfish and that's self-serving. You're there to serve the customer. Customer could buy in 10 hours, 10 minutes, or 10 seconds if they want something new. So by asking those questions, amazing things happen and people will say, you know, here's what I want next and here's what I'd like to do next. So you're actually setting up the second sale when you make the first sale because the second sale is what you really want to go for. That's where the profit is. So those five questions, if you apply those five questions to your customers or actually ask them of somebody else's customers, mm -hmm. you could actually transform your business with just five questions. That's a bold statement. It is. We've done, we've we've done, done it with it. companies uh, across the spectrum in every industry you can imagine. One company did $400 million just with those five questions. Really? They had all of these customers that they didn't go back to because they were after the next new one. Everybody seems to want to go after the next new one. Mm -hmm. They had this gold mine of opportunity. I said, why don't you go back to your customers, pick a, a thousand customers and just go and ask them these five questions and see what happens. They were astounded at what happened. Wow. They were getting referrals. They were getting more business. Wow. Uh, not to mention they were getting loyalty and advocacy because these questions actually create loyalty and advocacy for you. That's incredible. So Mitch, are there any words that you'd like to leave us with? We're out of time, unfortunately. Okay, yes. Real quick story. I'm sitting uh, on the stage getting ready for a presentation in 1996. A woman got, I don't know how she got into the arena, but she got in, she starts walking up. She reaches out her hand. She says, hi, I'm Liza. I said, I recognize you. You were here the other night. I did a preview session. So I said, why did you come back? And she said the five words that changed my life forever. I want more of you, she said. And I said, wow, you want more of me? Well, you think I was on that day? That was like the, the greatest thing I've ever heard because I thought, what could be better than leaving somebody wanting more of you? And it became the standard to which I actually perform and I think, wow, what a great thing to leave people with. If you have somebody who doesn't want any more of you or they want no more of you, that's not a good way to end a relationship. So every time I break and move on to whatever that comes next, I always think, how can I leave somebody wanting more of me? And if you can embrace that as an ethos, you'll always be in that love and serve mentality. And so I've shared those five words with people over the years. Um, and many, many have said to me, boy, that really had changed my, my life as it's changed yours. So th those would be my parting words for you. Excellent. Less is more. Less is more. Good answer. Well, the book is terrific. Um, I love the nuggets and it's really great information. Um, and to be honest, Mitch, I've read a lot of sales books. You, you bring something very different to the table, so I really enjoyed it. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to get in the game, Mitch's game, all you have to do is check out our website at csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.